Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you guys are doing well. I got to say these past couple of days and this past weekend, it has been a little bit bittersweet because on Friday, this past Friday, June 19th, it was our original wedding day. So of course that has gotten postponed because of everything that's been going on with the pandemic. So Gayton and I have decided to just push everything off until next year. So our new date is Friday, June 11th, 2021. We were thinking about pushing it to the fall, but I mean, there's just still so much uncertainty that we really don't know. So we're pushing it off till next year. So, you know, it's all for the best. And this past weekend would have been our wedding weekend marriage celebration, you know, with our friends and family and everybody. But it's all good. You know, it is what it is. And on Friday, it was actually really great because, you know, we did still take the day off. We still decided to celebrate it anyways, what would have been our our day. Uh, So we took the day off and our venue actually had this really cool, kind of like a catering wedding box. So I don't know if you were watching over on my Insta stories, but basically we got to go over to our venue and pick up this box and it had basically all this prepped food. So we got appetizers, we got two different entrees, we got two different desserts. It was kind of like a little bit of a tasting menu, um, like sort of, kind of like we got full meals. It was, it was amazing. So it was nice. It was a great way to still celebrate the day. And, um, and then we had my parents over and we had Gaytan's mom come over and we ordered some boxes and and the wedding boxes for them too. So we all just kind of celebrated. It was a nice way to still enjoy the day, even though it, uh, you know, it's being postponed. So, um, so yeah, it, it was a little bit bittersweet, but all for the best. And it's like, it's so funny. I see my wedding dress hanging, hanging in my closet every day. I'm always looking at it and not going to lie. Every couple of weeks I'm putting it on like, oh my God, does this still fit me? <laughs> um, and that's just, you know, a little bit of my paranoia. And uh, with, you know, all my quarantine baking, I've been really getting into some baking and maybe I overdid it on a few weeks with some gluten-free sourdough, <laughs> but that's what, uh, that's one of the new skills I've been learning over for quarantine um, is how to break, uh, bake gluten-free sourdough, which has just been really awesome. You've probably seen me share my uh, my sourdough pics over on Instagram. So I don't actually have a recipe for that yet. I've just had some other friends that have uh, guided me along the way, and it definitely is a, a bit of a process, but it really is easy once you get the hang of it. So I've had a lot of people reach out and ask if I can share my gluten-free sourdough recipe, and trust me, it is coming. I will post it up on the blog at some point. It's just like, there's so many steps to get your starter going. There's so many things. I'm like, oh my God, it's going to be such a long blog post. I just got to find the time to write it. (laughs) That's basically what the delay is. So stay tuned. That will be coming soon. And then this Friday, you can watch over on my Insta stories. I'll be sharing more details about our our catering wedding box and all the goodies that we get in there. So I'm excited for that. So, and speaking of delicious food and goodies, definitely head on over to my Instagram feed. I don't know if you guys saw it, but a couple of weeks back, I posted my recipe for my grain-free everything bagels. They are so damn good. Like amazingly delicious and fluffy and just, oh, they're just so amazing. And they're totally grain-free, gluten-free. I do use cassava flour and just an FYI, I love cassava flour. I try not to use it too much. I mean, we probably make those bagels every like two to three weeks, but the cassava flour, it's it's a starch. And maybe if you are carb sensitive, sugar sensitive, it could really um it can really spike that blood sugar. So it's delicious. And yes, it's blended with a lot of eggs and some avocado oil in, in the recipe. So I like to think that, you know, the protein and the fat really does help to kind of balance out the starch in the recipe. But you know, just an FYI, I think that it's important to mention that if you are, 
going grain-free and gluten-free and you're using a lot of cassava, it really can be, uh, it's just very starchy and very dense. So just an FYI to keep in mind, especially if you've got PCOS, a lot of PMS issues and insulin sensitivity going on, weight loss resistance going on. Those are some important things to keep in mind with, with cassava. So that's why it's kind of a treat. We don't have them all of the time. There was a period where I went through having like making them almost every Sunday for a couple of weeks, um, but now I've laid off and uh, I make them maybe you know once or twice a month here and there. So they're amazing. They're so delicious. The everything bagel seasoning I did get from Trader Joe's when I was there um, a while back, like way like earlier in the year, and um, I bought like four or five bottles of it. So that's what I've had on hand, and it's and it's lasted me. But I'm definitely coming down to that last bottle and. Um, I don't know when I can get back to Trader Joe's again. So I'm definitely going to look for another alternative, something that's more local here. But if you are in the U.S., head to Trader Joe's and uh, you can grab the everything bagel seasoning from there. And you don't have to do that seasoning. Um, You can put some onion flakes or you could just do a little bit of sea salt. Maybe you want to make them a little bit more sweet and you want to do like a cinnamon raisin bagel. You can totally do that. I haven't experimented with that yet, but that would probably be a great alternative. So that recipe is over on my Instagram. Um, it's on there on the feed. So you're just going to have to scroll back a few images. There's an image with four bagels and that's where the recipe is. And then also recently I posted my peanut butter chocolate chip banana bread. It's amazing. It's so delicious. Also gluten-free, dairy-free, all of that goodness. And I love it. So it was, it's a really delicious treat. And that's, you know, keep that in mind. It's a treat. I had so many bananas on hand last week and I bought some because I wanted to do some baking. And then my food box came and I forgot that bananas was in the food box. And like, I had way too many bananas on hand. So So I made some banana bread, peanut butter, chocolate chip, banana bread, basically like all of the best things in one loaf. And often I would say like 99% of the time when I bake, I end up giving away a lot of it to my neighbors. I give it to them and their kids and they enjoy it. And it's awesome. We've got two little kids next door, Ellie and Ryan. They're so cute. And they're over at our house all the time. They eat all of our treats and then two doors over, they also have two little ones. So um, I just give my treats away. I love to bake. I, f- I photograph it and then I give it away. That's that's basically what I do. And then I also did share a recipe from my book, the almond butter fat bombs. Those are delicious. So, so good. Um, you can top them and decorate them with some delicious nuts and seeds or some sea salts or some dried fruit, whatever you want to do. They're so easy to make. And that recipe is from my book. So if you do have my book, it's on page 212. So you can obviously head there and go and make it. Um, But you can also head to my Instagram feed. I shared it from the book and it's posted there. So you can definitely make it. And if you don't have my book yet, The 30-Day Hormone Solution, you can head to hormonesolutionbook.com. And we are still offering over $350 in free bonuses when you grab a copy of the book. We've got some amazing meal plans and AIP plans and so much freebies that you can get when you grab the book. So make sure to head to hormonesolutionbook.com so that you can grab those amazing freebies. And then speaking of deliciousness and chocolate and all that goodness, I mentioned a few weeks back, I've been using the Organifi Gold in chocolate and it is so good. So I drink it in the evening. I don't drink it all of the time, but there are just some nights where you're like, had a busy day. You're feeling a little on edge. I need something to really calm my nervous system. So yes, I do love my magnesium and my hempanol, which I do take before bed. But even if you want that, like just something sweet, that's where I go for the Organifi Gold in chocolate. So I make a hot chocolate with it and it contains some lemon balm and it also does have some magnesium in there. So it's really great and calming for the nervous system. Great for sleep. There's turmeric in there, some amazing medicinal mushrooms. So it's really anti-inflammatory and very healing. Uh, There's some cinnamon in there, which is really great for balancing blood sugar. And it just tastes delicious. There is only one gram of sugar in one scoop. And sometimes I don't even need the full scoop. And I just mix it with a little bit of hot water. And sometimes I put a splash of coconut milk. And it's just so good to drink at nighttime. And if you're looking for that like sweetness at night and you're craving to have like chocolate or a piece of chocolate or something, then this will definitely 
hit the spot. So you can head to organifyshop.com and use our coupon code healthy hormones. You can save 15% off any of the Organifi products and they've just got some amazing products. So do check them out and you can save 15% off store wide, which is pretty awesome. All right, so let's dive into our episode today. I'm so excited to interview my friend, Nicole Scott. We are talking about gray hair. Yep. She started the Gorgeous Gray Movement a few years ago, and she is coming on today to talk about her journey with going gray because at first she really couldn't embrace it, and now she is fully owning it and embracing it. I've got a few hairs that are going gray. It's not great. (laughs) I'll tell you that. I look in the mirror and I'm just like, oh my God, what's going on with these grays? Sometimes I just totally pull them out, and then you can see them when when I put my hair back in a ponytail. But you know, I'm, I know at some point my hair is going to go gray and, uh, I'm going to have to either diet or I'm just going to have to really own it and step into it and embrace it. And so that's what we're talking about today. And Nicole shares about research when it comes to different chemicals and hair dye. And there's a lot that she learned uh, in her journey over the years as she was dyeing her hair. And she chats about, you know, what if you're a woman that's not ready to let their gray come through? You know, what advice does she have for you? And what are the healthier options if you're not ready to let the gray come through? And we also chat about why we think women are so afraid to embrace their gray. So it's such an awesome conversation and you guys are going to learn a lot about the the hair industry. So I'm really excited for for this conversation with Nicole. So she is a registered holistic nutritionist, healthy lifestyle expert, network marketing professional and author. In 2005, she partnered with the Juice Plus company and today her Sweet Life tribe is one of the top performing teams in the company offering a supportive community residual income, and a healthy lifestyle program called Your Sweet Body. Recently, she started the Gorgeous Gray Movement in 2018 after a health scare woke her up and she decided to ditch the dye and write a book called Get Naked With Your Hair Color. Her mission is to inspire women to love their body and own their sparkle. You guys are going to love Nicole Scott. I'm so excited for our episode today. So let's tune in and enjoy. Welcome, Nicole, to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you. Such a pleasure to be on here with you. It's going to be so fun. We are diving into a topic we have not chatted about before, which is gray hair. So before we dive into that, tell our audience more about who you are and what you do. Yes. So I have been a holistic nutritionist for 15 years. I used to work in the corporate world and I had a sick baby. Oftentimes it is our motivation. It's either our health or somebody close to us that, you know, is that wake up call for us to pursue something different. And it was my daughter and I decided to leave my corporate job and go back to school and become a holistic nutritionist. So just like you started to get my hands wet and figure out what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And I played in the field for a very long time. So I do a lot of stuff. I had a clinic. I've taken a lot of my work now online which is awesome. I got involved in network marketing about 15 years ago. So I had that part of my business that I manage and then just recently wrote a book about going gray. (laughs) Amazing. I'm so excited for you and congrats on your new book, which is Get Naked with Your Natural Hair Color. So we're going to dive into this today. And I want to know what was the inspiration for your gorgeous gray hair movement and for writing your book? Yeah, well, it's almost like twofold. It started with myself getting back from Thailand in November of 2017. And that month, my period started to change. Any ladies can relate to that, right? Age, let's see here, just about 47 and started to get the, hmm, what's going on with my body? So within probably about 10 months, I gained 30 pounds And as a nutritionist, it's almost like you feel like you're in the bathtub and the drain is open and you're trying to plug it and you're not sure how to do it. You're like, oh my God, (laughs) it's panicking. And so being in this field of wellness, you're like, what's wrong with me? So that was my first big catalyst of knowing something was going wrong in my body, but not sure what to do. And because I had never dived into hormones, this was a whole new category. So 
Um, so I would say that 30 pounds of weight caught my attention. Yep. And then the second um, wake up was that summer I found lumps in my breast that were suspicious by my naturopath and my medical doctor. I lived a week in the unknown. What if they were cancer? And that's a freaky stage to be For in. For sure, yeah. Right? So what I ended up doing is going back to the books. Uh, I listened to a few of your beautiful podcasts. Um, I think the one that's on my bookshelf right now, you probably, it's about, uh, oh, that lady about thyroid. Isabella Wynn. Yeah. And it was all in the paleo diet. Okay. Yep. So good. And I remember ordering it right away after I listened to your podcast. I started to get into like the Dutch hormone panel and really started to understand. I took, got my DNA done. I got on a custom supplement. Then I hired you to help me with, you know, my food choices. And, you know, that, that change was huge. I did, you know, in those two months that we worked together, you know, lost the 20 pounds out of the 30, which was amazing. And so huge. grateful for you. Oh, thank you. That transition was so hard for me. And you remember that, right? I went from I a plant-based diet for 15 yes. years to you telling me I had to eat meat. Yep. I'm like, Samantha, I love you, but I don't right now. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I love that you're sharing this because I know a lot of people can relate and myself included back in the day, I was vegan and then vegetarian. And sometimes you got to look at your blood work and you know, you did such extensive testing and really dove in and you got this data that really showed you, okay, something needs to change. You know, like what got you here won't get you there. Yeah. Yeah. So I slowly started to follow the three meals a day and started to really change that five hours in between, just like your new book talks about, which is brilliant, by the way. Thank Thank you for releasing that to the world. It's such a gift. I was diving into it last night as a friendly reminder to get back on track. We all, (laughs) even if we're nutritionists, we still need reminders. We still need coaches. Like it's so important to have that support around you. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to that one week of living in the unknown, as I went back to the books, I also started to go, Nicole, where else in your lifestyle are toxins coming in that maybe you have been ignoring? And as I started to truly dive in, the number one culprit that started to show up, which I didn't want to go there, but I had to go there, was my hair dye. Wow. I was like, oh, darn it. Like you've taken away my, <laughs> like you all, you all the of a sudden, like the, the last thing to go. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I had long, dark hair. I was going to the hair salon um, where I live. There was no organic hair salon. And I'm going to be honest with you. I never made it a priority to drive every three weeks to go, you know, 45 minutes away to an organic hair salon. For sure. And so I just would put and trust whatever she put on my scalp. So one day I went back, I got a treatment. I took a picture of what was in my ingredients. I went home, I researched, I freaked out. I went, OMG, I can't believe I'm doing this to my body. And that was in that moment to say, you know, my health, my breast health, all of that stuff is more important. So I'm going to just dump the dye. And in October of 2018, that's what I did. And in that month, I just got the inspiration to start writing about it because I was doing so much research. I was like, I think other women probably want to know this. And I think that there's there's a time and a place to start sharing this and why not now? So yeah, I just started writing and it got to the point where I'm like, I have enough information to put this in a book. That's amazing. Your mess becomes your message, as they say, (laughs) right? Absolutely. My muffin top, my, you know, my skunk line, like the mess of it all. Absolutely. It's amazing what inspires us. Oh, that's so awesome. So I'm so glad that you put this information out there because it's not readily available. And I don't think a lot of women think about their hair dye. I mean, we hear a lot about our makeup and things like that, but we don't really talk about you know, hair dye and going to the hairdresser. So with your research, you know, what, what did you find in the research and how chemicals in hair dye actually impact human health? Cause I'm sure you must've found some very compelling research that really yeah. caused you to stop dyeing your hair. So what did yeah. that look like? 
There was, there was a lot out there. I remember um, researching that there was like well over 5,000 different chemicals that um, hair companies can use to put in hair dye. So that's a lot. And then when I did some deep diving in one of the places I went to was the environmental working group yep. and started to really dive in. I love that they're independent. <laughs> Nobody's got, you know, there's no political agenda. Right. And so when I was doing the hair dye research on their website, they had researched 450 different common hair dye that women use in North America. And out of the 450, there were 400 of them that they classified as hazardous based on their research. And when they say hazardous, what showed up for them is that they were linked to cancer, immune issues, reproductive issues, um, neuro issues, uh, you know, and the list just went on, of course, allergies, skin eruptions. And I was just like, oh, PPD, that was a big one, right? right. The link to PPD. When I was researching PPD, because I didn't realize that it's like one out of every hundred uh, people because of their level of uh, pores that they have, have huge reactions, including a uh, death. There's actually been cases around the world of people dying from PPD. Wow. Um, just last week on my book launch, I interviewed Dr. Mitra Ray, and she had shared in her story that she had been exposed to PPD three times in her life, and it shut her body down. The first time she got exposed to it, not realizing that she was allergic, and of course, the hairdressers aren't doing any type of, you know what do you call it? A skin test, right? right Making right. sure you're not going to react. I don't think I've ever been asked ever. Right. Just see if you're going to have an allergic reaction. For sure. It took her a year to get her health back. It wow. took her a year. And she is a health professional. Yes. A health professional that takes her health serious. So, so when I heard that, that really freaked me out. But researching PBD, it has been proven that it damages your genetic material and it actually causes cancer in animals. And we put that on our head, you know, often. We don't even right. think about it. Parabens, of course, you know that that is in beauty products, including our hair products. Endocrine disruptors, something that you deal with on a daily basis with your women and hormones. Definitely. Ammonia, right? Ever walk into a hair salon and can barely breathe, oh, right? All of a sudden, you're like, your nose so hurts and, and it's, your nose is burning, peroxide. This was an interesting one. I'm just going to drop lead accutate. Now lead accutate did get banned in Europe and Canada years ago from hair dyes, but it had issues. And in the U S they just took it out in 2018. Wow. It's been around that long. And have you seen fertility issues in women? Plenty. Right. So this yep. is the type of stuff that I was like, we got to get this information out here because vanity, I think health has to tramp over vanity when we start to look at these statistics, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's pretty profound. Now with PPD, is it just in hair dye or is this in multiple other products? Do you know? It can be in other products. When I was on the Canadian site, um, it is now banned on makeup. Okay. Which is good. Yeah. But, um, and it is supposed to be banned out of tattoo, tattoo ink. Right. But it's one of those things where it's like, well, where is it coming in from? Is it sneaking into Canada and not getting right? And yes. so there's this warning to make sure if you are getting a tattoo, that you know that there is no PPD in it. Because what happens with allergies with PPD is you might not react the first time or even the second time, but you right. might be developing this sensitivity that by the third or fourth time, you can have a very, very, very severe reaction. So you definitely want to just make sure that your tattoos that you're getting are PPD free. free. Okay. Awesome. Good to know that. So now what would you say to the woman that is like, I am just not ready to let my gray hair come through? Are there healthier options? What do you advise here? Yes. Well, I'm talking to the 75% of women right now that are sitting at home <laughs> that you should get their hair dyed every two, three or four weeks. I'm talking yep. to you women. Yep. I know that you're sitting there. It's been six, eight, maybe even 12 weeks since 
who have actually gone to the hair salon. And what I love actually right now is when I go out to the world, like I had to get my car maintenance today and we saw a few women and uh, we can all see like the skunk line right now. Right. And I'm wondering, wonder what they're thinking right now. So, you know, whatever your decision is about, you know, what to do, the great news is there are some amazing companies and businesses that have decided to say no more. We still want to work in the industry, but we want to provide healthy solutions. Awesome. So, couple options. First off, if you want to change salons to go to an organic hair salon, they're starting to pop up in a lot of places. So just in Newmarket, where I'm close to, one of the bigger cities that I live, there are two organic salons in Newmarket. Amazing. I didn't even know that. I know. Uh, Nature's Emporium, right beside Nature's Emporium in that plaza, they actually have one called um, Organic Energy. And Christina is the owner, and she's also a holistic nutritionist. Awesome. Yeah. And great products. Um, she researched the world and found two companies um, that do not use PPD or very, very, very little PPD and like taking out the top 15 nasties. Great products. I go there now. I've used her, her stuff. Her, you know, a lot of my product that I'm using right now in my bathroom is from her organic color systems line out of the uh, uh, UK. Awesome. So that would be the first is find a different hair salon that's upping the game on the quality of hair product. Second, if you're a purist, and when I say purist, it's like maybe you've gone through cancer, maybe you have um, a PPD allergy. The first henna salon opened up a few years ago in Ajax, uh, Whitby area. Cool. And it's strictly henna, and she uses organic henna from India very reasonable pricing. You go there, she puts a treatment on you about 75 bucks. And then she sends you home with the henna on. Cause as you know, with henna process, you've got to keep it on for, you know, hours. Right. Before right? you rinse it out. Yeah. But a really pure option for people um, that need that type of purity. And some people do, cause you, they can still be allergic to the natural products, right? Uh, especially PPD, even if there's a small amount. The third, if you go into like a health food store, there's a product called Herbitent. It's been around like 40 years. It's a very, very common one. And so if you are at home and you're desperate to color, um, that could definitely be an option. I know just at my local health food store, uh, they always carry a bunch. I used that actually for a number of years in my 30s when I first started dyeing my hair. And that definitely is an option for women. So that's the good news, ladies. So if you're not ready, it's okay. We still love you. We do not judge you. This is such a personal decision. And it's not about shaming women for feeling bad, this movement at all. I just say when you're ready, you're ready. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I have grays that are starting to come out and I probably noticed them about a year or so ago. And, you know, I'm in my mid thirties. I mean, I'll be 37 at the time that we're recording this. I'll be 37 in just a couple of days. And I'm just like, really? Like I didn't expect that grays would show up in my thirties. And I mean, it's only when I like pull my hair back and put it into, you know, into a ponytail or something that you could really see them. And I literally, I've been like pulling them out, (laughs) like go to the mirror and just like pull out one at a time. Yep. And I know I won't be able to do that for very long. But you know why, like, why do you think women are so afraid to embrace their gray hair? Yeah, it's a great question. I would say based on my research, there's a number. First off, the fear comes about, I'm going to look older. That's like the number one. I have a question there before they get into my private group on uh, Facebook. And that shows up like 90% of the time. I'm going to look older. For sure. And you dig into like, well, what does that mean you're going to look older? And oftentimes it's just because they haven't had a great role model um, of health with gray hair. And I think that's the biggest one. Because when I started thinking about my fear is like, thinking about my grandma and how old and fragile she was and her last year, like in that. And it's like, it's almost like closer to death than birth. Yes. And we all fear death, right? We all fear that. So that's the the number one is like looking old and then maybe we'll feel old. Maybe we'll act old and we don't know. It's just a story that gets played in our head. Uh, So that would be the first one. Then I think for fear is, Will I be accepted? Will I be desirable? Will my partner think I'm still sexy? 
Well, he wants to make love to me <laughs> with gray hair. Like these are all real, real big fears. Or For if sure. you are, you know, in your forties or in your fifties, and maybe you've gone through a divorce and now you're single and you know, you have to go online. You're like, Oh my gosh. Like, will I even get one date? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so, you know, those are big, real concerns. But the cool thing is for me, what got over it was I did started to find some mentors in the world. I started to um, go into these other beautiful groups where there's like 10,000, 20,000 women that are, have transitioned. So then you start to see, oh my gosh, she's beautiful. Oh my gosh, she's beautiful. And then you're like, okay, like it's actually looks better on her than in her dark hair. And yes. now that I've transitioned, I feel the same way. I, I actually like myself better in my gray than I do my dark black hair. I think it softens my face. And guess what, ladies? I don't feel older. If anything, I feel younger and youthful. It's almost like you make an extra effort to bring it because you've got this gray hair, right? Like I'm not going down, so I'm not going to let my body fail me. I'm not, you know, like, Yes, that extra effort to take care of yourself. And I, it's a whole body, mind, spirit transition that you go through. Absolutely. I mean, and you're so right when you think about the role models, like it's true. I, I, I think about my grandmother, you know, I, the people that we typically think of with gray hair is like, is old, they are aging, you know, and to think that that's what I'm going to look like in my thirties is for sure. That's, that's a big hump to kind of get over. Right. So I, uh, I mean, I haven't dyed my hair in, I don't know, 15 years, maybe. Yeah. I, and I rarely, I used to maybe get like streaks and stuff like that in my teens. And then I dyed my hair. I mean, I used to be very dirty blonde. Like I was really blonde and it wasn't until my mid twenties, I decided like early 20s, I was like, I I want like really rich brunette hair. And I went and I dyed my hair and that was it. Like this has been the color ever since. Like that dirty blonde never came back and it stayed this like brown color. It was, it's the wildest thing. But since then, I like, I never went and dyed it again. Yeah. So, Very so much good. to think about. Yeah. But yeah. I do start thinking about what product am I going to start using when more yeah. of those grays come in? And I, I obviously do want to go the natural route. And then, you know, just going back to henna, for example, yeah. like how long is something like that going to last? Or is there going to be more upkeep with something like that? Mm-hmm. Well, Mitra was talking about it on um, the launch um, that we had on Saturday, because that's what she does. So Mitra is, I think, 57, she said. And so same thing. She's got this beautiful, like she's Indian. So her hair is black, pitch black. And right. henna is really good for dark hair. So dark hair with for yourself would be really well. Right. Uh, and she explained the process. And yeah, there is definitely um, some upkeep. And it, the upkeep happens more and more as you get older and as the gray starts to come, right? So I for remember sure. in my 30s where it was like, oh, I didn't have to go to the hairdresser for like, you know, eight weeks. I could kind of get away with it, change the part, right. know, that type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but like when I hit a certain, like, I don't know, 45, that that white line was like showing up within a week of you know of coloring and you go like for me I was every three weeks to the hair salon every three weeks oh, and it was a, a three-hour process dropping anywhere between 150 and 300 dollars if I you know go to the organic hair salon it, it, it was more for sure so you can drop like for me imagine dropping 300 dollars every three weeks right? a lot yeah that adds up so it just depends. But yeah, henna is, like I said, a really great option, but the up it's because you have to, there's a process. So if you definitely do it yourself, yeah. One step, two steps. She went through that and she's like, so this has to set for 10 hours. Oh my God. 10 hours. Yeah. You have to like blend the henna first. And so she's like, well, what I do is I make it, mix it, freeze it. And I have my amounts frozen. So I don't have to wait for that 10 hour process. Uh, that makes sense. So then she's like, that's easy. And then the other one sits for a small amount of time and then you can put it on. But then she's like, then she wraps it up. Then she goes in an infrared sauna and then she lets it like, you know, like really penetrate. Really sink it. Yeah. So it's a process. And imagine if you have to do that every two to three weeks, 
you get to the point where I'm, I'm exhausted. For sure. You just don't <laughs> want to do it anymore. And that's what ends up being a lot of women's wise. I'm done with the chair. Don't yep. put me in the chair anymore for three hours. <laughs> yeah, I totally, I can totally see that. I totally get that. Well, I mean, our viewers, I'm on video with you, so they obviously can't see you, but mm-hmm. I can see your gorgeous gray hair and it really is beautiful. And I, and it's, it is so interesting. Like I think back to like your dark hair and seeing you with your gray, like it looks so natural. It looks so much more natural on you right. this way. It yeah, really yeah. does. Thank yeah. you. And I feel yeah. it. I feel it. I, I, you, you feel just so much better going out to the world, not worried about like, can they see my skunk line? <laughs> can they like, you know, do I have to cover it today? Where do I have to wear a hat or that worrisome of just constantly worrying when you're going to sit in the chair, you know, yes. and squeeze it in your calendar. Right. Totally. Totally. And I think about for myself, like as that line starts to come in over time, my, my thinking was, you know, those sprays that you just kind of use, but again, they're not natural. So they need to come out with some natural sprays that you could just use to like, you know, cover without having to go through like the three hour (laughs) process. There's a million dollar idea, Samantha. Maybe Seriously, we partner up. I think we should. We need those organic sprays. That that would be really helpful because those could be so quick for just touch ups, right? Yeah. Versus having to like dye your whole head. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So I want to switch gears a little bit. I yeah. want to go back to your story when you were sharing how you know you went through hormonal ups and downs and the weight gain, and I know that you dived you dove in and really did a lot of testing and whatnot. So I'd love to dive deeper into that testing. Like what were some of the tests that you did and what did you learn about yourself throughout that process? Yeah. So the first test I got was the Dutch hormone panel. So that was really cool. So that definitely showed that I had imbalances in my balance between estrogen and progesterone. And then the way that I actually eliminated my estrogen. So as you know, your three pathways, is it the two, four and the 16? Yep, yep. <laughs> and so everything was coming through my past 16. And as you probably teach your audience, that's the most dangerous pathway in your body is recycling it and storing that extra estrogen. Hence why there's the imbalance and you become estrogen dominance and you get the symptoms. And, you know, for me, it was painful, you know, breasts and, you know, they were, they were quite large around my period time. And, you know, my periods were like 10 days, 20 days, 40 days, like just like all over the map. Right. So that was an amazing test. It was definitely confirming the symptoms that I had that yes, you are estrogen dominant. We need to get you on, you know, supplements to support that clearing. Yes. So I started on some basic supplements like the DIM and the, what's the other one that you always talk about? I3C. Yeah. Yeah. That one too. Yeah. Yeah, There's a few. There's, Uh, right. Yeah. There's definitely a few of them. There's, oh my God, there's so many dim, endothelial carbonyl. Yeah. Chaste, a Vitex. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we started to play around and then um, I ran into my friend, Andrea Donsky, love her. And she's like, oh my gosh, I just did this DNA test. And so she got me all excited. So I did the DNA test. It's the DNA company out of Toronto. So got my DNA done. That was so cool. I actually got to be on Zoom with Dr. Monsieur, right? Like he's top geneticist. Geneticist, yeah. He's amazing. In the world. So I was so grateful that he gave me his time. And so he he taught me a lot of stuff too. But he speaks like this whole other language (laughs) because he's so smart. And you're like, can you just explain this in like, grade two terms. Cause yeah. what are, yeah, totally. Oh yeah. So I did record it. It's on zoom and I oh, have to keep good. on going back. Right. I'm like, cause it's so was so over my head. Right. Yeah. I'm like, like you said, grade two, but <laughs> it was interesting. What I found out from that DNA testing is I knew a lot of this stuff intuitively. Yes. And just sharing with women, if we get intuitive with our own bodies, oftentimes we already know the answer. So when stuff came up, like, you know, you're not great on coffee. Well, yeah, I found that out in my, you know, teenage years when I would drink a cup of coffee and my face would turn red in my neck and I would get the jitter. So I never did coffee, right? Alcohol. My mom knew when I had alcohol, she's like, Oh my gosh, your whole chest lights up. You had alcohol. No, I didn't. Uh, Yeah, you did. 
Wow. You can't lie to me, right? Yeah. And it's like how your liver is processing and breaking that down. Right. Methylation. Oh. So back in, as a teenager, I knew alcohol was not great for me. I wish I would have listened, but I didn't. But I'm saying like my body was telling me for sure. back then. How about dairy? Finally found out when I stopped eating dairy by a massage therapist saying, you know, you shouldn't get that sinus surgery. I think it might just be dairy. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. She goes, well, just try it for four weeks. You know, your body won't lie. Yep. Sure enough, four weeks goes by. Guess what? Don't need the surgery. It was a dairy all along. And, and again, this all came up in my DNA. Not good on dairy, not good on alcohol, not good on coffee because I'm a slow methylator. So my advice to women, like just tune in, tune into your body. Your body speaks to you like every single day. And you can pay for the DNA test. It's an amazing test. But if you can afford it, you probably already know most of the answers. You probably you do. Did, yeah. Right? Yeah. And if you don't spend that time to reconnect to your body, because yeah. the answers will come. Yeah. It's, it's so true. Like I know how I feel if I overdo starchy carbs, if I drink too much coffee, even just a glass of wine, the deer, and same, same with you. Like if I overdo those things, I know I don't feel well. And that's not what I'm committed to. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So those were the the um, the Dutch, the DNA. Those were the pig, the big two that I did. And then just staying on top of my blood work with my health professionals, like so, so important, right? All of a sudden, like your anti-inflammatory um, markers are starting to go up. Why is that? Okay, right. we need to like retest that, you know, like in six weeks, your iron's really low. Okay, we got to figure this out. When can we, when can you make a commitment to taking iron every day that you're not going to forget? Oh, at nighttime, let's try nighttime. Okay, let's try that new habit and see in, you know, three months, we'll redo your iron. So it's just staying on top because it's so easy to forget about us, ourselves as women. Totally. And we take care of everybody else. But let me tell you, the worst thing that you can do is forget about you and put the oxygen mask on. So that's kind of my advice is invest in you, know your numbers, work with a great health professional like Sam that can really be on top of your numbers. Um, almost like a parent. Do you know what I mean? A parent is totally like their teenager. Yes. <laughs> Don't eat that. Eat that. Drink totally. your water. Sometimes yes. as adults, we need somebody to tell us what to do. <laughs> absolutely. It's so true. Yes, absolutely. Now, speaking of your diet, I mean, I know you were already eating a very clean, healthy diet. You mentioned that you had to start including some foods that were very new to you and that you never thought maybe you would eat ever again. So yeah. what, what was that transition like? What did you start to include? How did you start to feel? Share more about that. Yeah. Well, I, I started to have to do a little bit of research of figuring out like, where am I going to get more of my organic meat? Cause I was starting to, you know, and it, it was a, it's almost like a brain, like I really had to get the the vision of all the movies and books that I had read because I had really, you know, set myself up as a plant-based eater for the rest of my life. Right. And I think I listened to one of your podcasts. Was it with Marnie that had the plant-based restaurant? Jennifer Italiano. Okay, no. so Marnie. Marnie. Yes, yes, Marnie Wasserman. She used to be vegan. Yes. Then, yeah. yeah. So she's got a story very similar to yours. Right. So yes. I listened to her podcast twice. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm exactly where she was. Totally. It's like, oh my gosh, you want me to eat an egg? The poor chickie. Yep. <laughs> and yep. that was hard for me. So it was an adjustment. I'm not going to lie. But you know what helped me through that in the adjustment is having mentors and role models that had gone through the same kind of like yourself and Marnie that were like, I know how you feel, but guess what? I feel better now. And so that gave me hope. It gave me hope that I was trusting my blood work. I was trusting that my blood work said I needed a diverse amount of amino acids to make my body function better. So I was leaning into the blood work and trusting my health professional, which at the time was yourself, that just said, just try it for a good month or two and see how you feel and, you know, look at your blood and stuff. And so that's what I did. So it, it took some time, some trusting, some patience, but I came out on the other side, you know, 20 pounds lighter, feeling better about myself, having more vitality and really learning a different way of eating that serves my body well, because our bodies do change. And yes. I now find that I'm not really good on rice. I'll have a little bit of rice and I'll bloat up. I never used to do that, but I find my carbohydrates now aren't my friend. Yep. 
So I actually tend to lean towards, towards a paleo diet. I thought I would never say that in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was almost like anti, like everybody has to eat plant-based. Yep, yep. <laughs> and, and so it's like everybody is different and you, we go through seasons. And right now my season is I feel better on a paleo diet. So I, you know, I just got back from Costco this morning. I did a run and, you know, they have the paleo pancake mix yes. and, you know, they, they have some nice paleo, you know, dishes. And so you can still have a pancake. It's just not going to bloat me up. Absolutely. I love yeah. that you share that. I think a lot of women, just people in general who are making that transition, whether you're going from paleo to vegan or vegan to paleo, like I think that there is so much holding them back in sharing that story because of judgments that might happen. And so I really acknowledge you for sharing that because, you know, like you said, we are all bio-individual and it really is important to tune in and listen to what is right for your body. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I might work with someone who it's the opposite where it's like, well, we need to maybe introduce more plant-based versus, you know, and again, it's just, it's about tuning into what is going to be right for you. And I, this is why I think having very dogmatic approaches can really work against you, especially as women, because there's so many transitions hormonally that we go through in our life with PMS, pregnancy, menopause. And as we actually age, we start to become even more insulin sensitive. And so, yeah, what we did in our twenties and our teens isn't going to benefit us in our forties and our fifties. And so it's so important to tune in and just recognize what, what's going to work for you. So I really appreciate you sharing that. It, it means a lot. Oh, for sure. And I think the big thing for me is the intermittent fasting, Mm -hmm. intermittent fasting is really like, I feel so good when I stop eating around six o'clock, six 30. And then I push myself to probably about 10 o'clock and I break it with an elixir typically. And then that elixir gets me to kind of that lunch hour where it's my biggest appetite, where I have most of my calories. Right. And then have a lighter. And that just seems to be working for me. And if I start to steer off that, and I'll be honest with you, I know a lot of us are in self-isolation. It's so easy for us to feel sorry for ourselves or be, you know, um, what I call it bored eating. Yep. Right. Lonely eating. Totally. You know, you're home and there's no kids. So you're celebrating, you know, eating or drinking and it catches up, especially I'm going to be 50 this year. It's my body is, it's not resilient like it used to be. Right. So I catch myself three or four days off or having a glass of wine every night with my, my friends or my partner. And bam, it hits me, just hits me so fast. All of a sudden, it's like the weight starts to come off. We're not talking it's based on calories. Sometimes we think it's the calories. Oh, I can drink this bottle of wine. It's a thousand calories and then go work out. It doesn't work like that. It does not work like that. You know, one bottle can put five pounds on me, right? And that's five pounds of inflammation. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I can totally relate because especially during, you know, this lockdown and everything that's going on. So my partner is at home, Gaten's at home and he eats breakfast every day, right? First thing in the morning. And so there's been a few days, most days now where I've been eating with him and literally it's, it's funny because just today he went to make breakfast and I was like, you know what? Like, I don't normally, this isn't normally my routine. Like I fast in the morning and I have either an elixir or tea. I drink lots of water and then I have like a big lunch and I actually feel really puffy and like full because I'm, I'm active. Sure. I go in our, in, in our gym and I work out, but it's not at an activity level where having those three meals is actually serving me. And I felt it in my body. And I was like, I, I'm not eating breakfast with you today. Like I need to go back to my own routine. Cause I think it can, it's really easy to get caught up in others' routines and, and what, how they're totally. doing things and get sucked in. Right. So I had to yep. really kind of come back to what's working for me and, and be honest about that. Oh yeah. And then have my teenagers at home at night now. Right. And so they're the ones that are like nine o'clock at night, everything. Yeah. Mom, what can I eat? Hey, totally for some popcorn. And you know, and you're like, I'm going to bed, leave me alone. Yep. Totally. (laughs) Oh God. Oh God. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Tell us where our audience can find your book. 
Yeah. So real simple, just my website, NicoleScott.ca. And if you're in Canada, there's a Canadian button you can hit on. Or if you're in the US, there's a US Amazon button that you can hit on. And uh, yeah, get it, get it to your doorstep. Hopefully soon. It's a great time to read it because it will give you a lot of options, whether you want to go great, a lot of encouragement. There's a lot of stories in there of people that have um, gone before me. So just a nice tool to start maybe planting the seed. Maybe it's not your time now, but it'll encourage you to, you know, make some better choices. I love that. So Nicole's book is Get Naked With Your Natural Hair Color. We will be sure to put that in our show notes. And then outside of that, where can our audience find you and connect with you? Yeah, my my handle in social media is own your sparkle. You can find me on Instagram where I uh, definitely uh, show and feature a lot of women that have gone before me on the gray side for inspiration. You can find me on Facebook. And then for those of you that are like, hey, I want to be in your group. I want to check you out. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, silver, white, dark. I welcome all women just to come into our loving, welcoming community. It's called the Gorgeous Gray Movement. It's a private group, women only on Facebook, where we just love you you hard and educate you and inspire you through humor, um, inspirational pictures and stories, and uh, just have a loving sisterhood community. Oh, that's so beautiful. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing all your incredible knowledge with us today. It was so amazing to chat with you and all the best with your book launch. So exciting. Thank you, Sam. Amazing. We'll chat soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks everyone for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed our episode with Nicole Scott. Do follow her over on Instagram at ownyoursparkle and head to her website, nicolescott.ca. You can learn more about her there and you can also learn more about her book, The Get Naked with Your Natural Hair Color Book. It's amazing. So head on over to nicolescott.ca to grab more info about her and her book and to also learn more about her gorgeous gray hair movement. And if you're looking to grab show notes from our episode today, head on over to our website, holisticwellness.ca forward slash episode 111. That's 111. Thanks for tuning in. If you haven't left us a rating and a review, we would so appreciate it. You can do so on any major platform that you listen to us on. We love to read your reviews. It means so much to us. And it also means that it helps our episodes and our podcast just to be seen by more women globally and to support their health and their hormones. So thank you so much for that. I'll chat with you all next week. Have a fantastic week. Take care.